This is Dr. Muntu Davis, Los Angeles County Public Health Officer. Although anybody can become sick or die from COVID-19, studies show that the black community is at higher risk, as are people 65 years and older, people in nursing homes, and people with underlying health conditions. If you have to be outside, practice physical distancing, keep six feet from others, and wear a cloth face covering. Wash your hands often for at least 20 seconds. Let's keep our community safe, and to find health care, call 211. Brought to you by the L.A. County Department of Public Health. Welcome to The Deciders. I'm Renee Frazier, the founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We are the leading woman-owned advertising communications firm in Southern California. At Frazier, we specialize in changing behaviors to grow brands and have a positive impact on society in both our private and public sector clients. You may have seen our Talk, Read, Sing campaign, digital, social, experiential, as well as television, radio, and outdoor And we're now helping the Department of Public Health with their COVID-19 messaging around safety, as well as other messaging to stop people from vaping and smoking cigarettes and other health measures. But on the show, The Deciders, we feature leaders, change agents, and entrepreneurs. And The Deciders, I ask people to share their stories, their tips, their insights, and practical advice we can all use as business people. I wonder, have you ever thought about the accidental setbacks in life and how they are sometimes the motivation for real change and for real success? My guests today are just launching a new company, literally born out of their 14-year struggle with unexplained infertility. The company is called UN Grace named after their two children. What a wonderful, touching story. I was so impressed with their products and the branding and the effort you'll hear that I invested in the company. Welcome to The Deciders, Sarah and Ben Jensen. Thank you, it's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, very nice to be here. Let's, uh, let's talk about your journey and your discovery process to get you to the products that you've developed for you and Grace. Please tell us the story. Yes, yeah, so Ben and I, we've been married for 18 years and we spent 14 of those years trying to get pregnant unsuccessfully. Uh, we were diagnosed with unexplained infertility, and we met with top fertility experts across the country and really did everything we could to try to get pregnant. We did acupuncture, diets, yoga, therapy, you name it, we did it. Um, not, not to mention IVF and all the yes. other, <laughs> lots other of, more several, fun stuff. Yeah, lots, <laughs> lots of IVF. We spent you know, everything we had on fertility treatments. Um, during one of my rounds of IVF, my doctor mentioned not to avoid sweet potatoes because sweet potatoes can have an estrogenic effect and alter my hormones. And sweet potatoes are healthy, but at that point, you're going in almost daily for your hormone levels to be checked and you're really trying to monitor them. And it just kind of triggered something for us. We thought if something as simple as sweet potatoes can alter your hormones, what else is out there? The happy end to our story is that we now have our two little miracle babies. Uh, my Ben's sister volunteered to be our first surrogate and gave birth to our son three years ago. And then my sister volunteered to be our second surrogate and gave birth to our daughter, Grace, just a year ago. So we, um, it, it was such a long journey. And when we finished, when we had our kids, we looked at each other and we had learned so much. And we'll go more kind of into the science of what we learned about hormone disrupt, disruptors, but we both felt a responsibility to share what we learned and to create a solution and to bring awareness and education and products 
and really create a holistic solution to try to help other people. So as a team that you decided to start this company, it's challenging sometimes to be married and do something like this together. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and parents to a one to three-year-old and locked down together during COVID. So. <laughs> right. On top of it all. Exactly. Not easy at all. But endocrine disruption, tell me about what that really means and what the science is for that, for, around that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when we first learned of this topic, we were looking at it from a very specific lens. We were looking at it from our problem, from infertility. And as Sarah mentioned, you know, the doctor mentioning something that you eat can affect your hormones. It, it sent us down this path of, well, you know, nothing else is working for us. Perhaps it's something in our environment. Perhaps it's something we're doing to ourselves. What can we learn? So we started researching the topic of hormone disruption. And uh, it was startling for us to find that hormone disruptors affect obviously infertility. That was something that, that, that brought us to us, but our endocrine system controls just about every, kind of regulates and controls every function of our body. And so when you start disrupting that, when you start, you know, we, I, I look at it kind of a, like a lock and a key system. I think that's probably an easy way to think about it. You know, you've got hormones and you have, you have signals turning things on and turning things off. And hormone disruptors can, can almost act like a master lock, turning things on when they shouldn't or off when they should, or it's a master key, excuse me. And they, they can be, you know, they can wreak havoc. The, the thing that people don't consider is, you know, we talk about toxicity a lot. We talk about toxic products. You know, that, that really means cell death. It means sickness immediately. You, you see that and you stop because it does something material right away. But hormone disruption can, can take months or years or days. It can be impactful. It can be immediate. But the mm. effect of these things leads to all kinds of things far broader than just infertility. And I think when Sarah and I looked at it, you know, we, we struggled personally with the idea. We, we had concepted a business where we were going to help with infertility because that was originally. What, yeah, originally. And really, we looked at each other and said, I don't know if I can talk about this every single day for the rest of our lives. It was such a painful time for us. But, but if we could talk about a topic and we could help bring to light something that was much broader and impacted really everyone, um, that's something that we could get behind. We could devote ourselves to. Well, these hormone disruptors, also known as endocrine-disrupting chemicals, they are linked to infertility, but they're also linked to cancers, autism, ADHD, Parkinson's, obesity. Yeah, I mean, you, there's so you, many diseases. Your thyroid is, is is driven by hormones, and if if that is out of whack, then you end up with you can have obesity, you can have you know people have trouble keeping weight on. Same thing, insulin levels, and you you know you start looking at the headline diseases and disorders of this day. And we started saying, well, th this is significant. This is kind of a big issue. And people are talking about toxic things, but they're not really talking about hormone disruption. And then learning that even clean, non-toxic products still contain hormone disruptors. We kind of looked and we were realizing that what can we do to really help create a solution? We said, wait, people are putting on these products every single day unknowingly. Yeah. So they're putting them on their skin. They're ingesting them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, tell us what products you developed and why those specific products. Yeah, so there are over a thousand hormone disruptors. They're everywhere. They're in water. And so we were trying to think of things we can create that address this somewhat overwhelmingly stressful <laughs> topic sometimes. We said, let's create just three simple products people can use every day that can actually make a difference. Let's start with the skin. What you put on your skin can get absorbed into your skin. So let, we, we launched with a cleansing bar a face serum, and a body oil. There are three things that people can use every day. You, you swap out lotion for your body oil, 
for face serum. You can use that as your moisturizer and then a cleansing bar. But these things, all of our, our we, we formulated all of our products without hormone disruptors, but we really wanted to focus on not just what we weren't, but kind of what we are. And we, our topics are, our product pillars are detox, repair, protect. So all of our products have, you know, they're luxurious, they're high performing, they're all natural, but they also work very well. I think it, it's interesting. We, we find ourselves talking about our mission all the time. And now that we've gone to market, you know, we did a beta launch over the summer and we just, we just launched officially October 1st, but we've had our products in the hands of people, discerning people. And we kind of forget to talk about the people are loving, loving the products independently. And so that, that, you know, you design this stuff, you work hard. We went around the country, we met with some of the top formulators in the country and we did it humbly. We don't come from a product formulation background. We, you know, we're people, our professional backgrounds. I've, I've been a private equity investor and real estate investor and a business operator, but I, you know, we've never started a business from scratch. And right. you know, Sarah's worked in, in development and, and works, uh, develops amazing relationships and really pursued social causes and things that, that are meaningful to her higher education and, and, and uh, you know, nonprofit organizations. But we, we came together and said, well, if we're going to do this, we have to do this humbly. We have to go to the people that know how to do it. So we interviewed people. We spent a lot of time going back and forth and really explaining what we were trying to capture in a product and what we were trying to accomplish. And we ended up finding a beautiful, you know, natural formulation group. And, and one of the things that I think it's important, and Sarah talks about this well, is just the number of the number of chemicals that people kind of put on their body daily. Mm -hmm. I don't think we even realize it. I know there's a lot of lobbying in the beauty products uh, area. California right? just passed a couple of landmark bills like this past yesterday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but so the average woman puts on 168 chemicals a day. The average man puts on 85. And when you think about it, every, anything from toothpaste to sunscreen to even different hand soaps people use yeah, throughout the day. Well. Yes. And so we said, if we can create products that can help reduce chemical exposure, that we can help pr protect your body from these chemicals that have you know, luxurious effects, anti-aging, you know, things our that product. we do our product. And we're having amazing reviews. I mean, Rachel Zoe loved our product so much that she invested with us and is now one of our advisors. Uh, it's, it's been really amazing to, to see how people are aligning with our mission, but also loving our products. Yeah. Right. And the company is named after your children, you and Grace, which is yeah. wonderful. The packaging is so lovely and designed. The mission is clear in it. it uh, I, I also know you like to call it a community that you're part of, and you have a pretty unusual sales model. Why don't you share that? Yeah, I, I think what we did as we were approaching this business, we spent a long time thinking about, you know, how we would, how we would approach this topic what products we would, we would procure and create or formulate, and then how we would take it to market. And we felt like they all needed to be connected. And I think, um, you know, our story, our conversation is a conversation. It's something that really is best shared word of mouth. And we, we thought, well, if you put hormone-safe products on a store shelf, is that going to really resonate? Are people going to get it or is it just going to be another thing? But we thought this needed to be talked about in, in, a, in kind of a mission-driven way. So we started looking at different models that we could incorporate that really empower people through word of mouth marketing. And the good news today is that given technology, there are a lot of avenues that you can, you can pursue to help people kind of be activated as, as ambassadors, as uh, you know, advocates, uh, as affiliates. And so 
we said, if we could figure out a way to do this, where we could take some of the core components of a kind of a peer-to-peer selling model and do it in a virtuous way where we're, instead of trying to pay all of our, our ad spend to Facebook and trying to get shelf space at some of the, the major retailers, perhaps we can turn those dollars back to people as they help bring the message forward. So that's what we did and we set out to do. And we've got a core group of, of people who are helping sell our products. We have a few different ways they can do it. Some people just get excited and, and, and you know, share and post their products as, as influencers and, and learn about it. Other people want to earn income off of it. We have a, you know, an affiliate model and we have an uh, advocate-based model where people can earn commissions. And, and it's something that's it's really exciting to see people attached to the mission, fall in love with the products, and then talk about them. Um, and I think it'd be good to dis- differentiate between uh, advocate and affiliate. Can you explain the difference, one of you? What, what, you know, what, what's the difference between those two? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we, we have advocates. We call our, 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 our sellers advocates, people who like this, who want to sell our products. And they, they can just purely sell products, but some of them want to sell products and, and develop leadership skills and help build teams out. So we have kind of this, this approach where we've created an avenue for people who want to just casually sell a product or refer a product and, and earn a, a commission on that. People who love to kind of share the product, they can earn a great, a great commission selling those. And then people who want to help build and lead teams, we've got a model for that. And we help train and help them, you know, do, do what they can do to succeed and help empower other people. And our affiliates are more influencers and we pay based on performance. And so it's, it's kind of a great way for us to get our word out. I mean, we talk about my husband and I, we, we, we're so passionate about what we're doing, but we're only two voices. And so we need people to come help us. We had other people came to help us to achieve our dream of having a baby and having a family. But 20 voices are stronger than two, 200 voices are stronger than 20, and 2,000 voices are stronger than 200. And so by really having people come, no matter where they are, it could be something that's very part-time, somebody who just loves to promote products, or somebody who actually really believes in our mission and wants to help us make a difference, we have avenues for everyone to get involved. Yeah. And it's not just young people. You know, I, one of the things when I talked to uh, Alice with Hanalei, which is this, these are skincare line for the, based on Hawaiian products, you know, we, we, I said, well, I primary, your, your primary target audience must be 18 to 34, 25 to 39. She said, no, actually, it's the older women uh, who tend to be, because I think they, they obviously have a great concern about skincare and anti-aging. But I know in talking with you, you have older affiliates and ambassadors as well. Yes, you know, it's been so interesting because originally we're thinking these products, who's gonna, you know, what's our target demographic? Are they gonna be younger women who care about clean products? We have people in their 60s who are selling our products because they care about, you know, where they, their stage of life and saying, you know, what kind of hormones are they putting on the body? We have a woman who's an Olympian and she said she had no clue, you know, she's all about hormone optimization, watching what she eats and works out a lot. And she said, I had no clue that products I was putting in my body could alter my hormones. We have people coming who have a history of breast cancer in their family, people who have autism. Um, just no one really. Yeah, just, food, food allergies. I mean, it's interesting. One of our first, uh, our first hire, uh, you know, she heard our message and she, she told us after, she said, I heard your message and I got chills and thought, oh, she must be trying to have a baby or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she said, no, 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 of course. I, I, I got chilled because I've been dealing with unexplained food allergies for many years. And my allergist recently talked to me about endocrine disrupting chemicals and things in my diet. And she said, this resonated to me on a very personal level because of that. And so, you know, what we found is that, you know, hormone disruption, as we mentioned, it regulates a lot of functions within your body, which means there's a lot of different messages and a lot of different ways to attach to the topic and to the brain. 
And we have these people who are our advocates, our affiliates who are selling our products, but it's been great as building a medical advisory board. We have some of the top doctors in their in their fields um, who are on board. We have uh, Dr. Mark Scurry and Dr. Uh, Brian Kaplan, who are top fertility experts. Dr. Brian Kaplan's out of Chicago, Mark Scurry's here in Beverly Hills. We have Dr. Kathleen Valentine, who's an OBGYN, co-owner of Rodeo Dry Women's Health Center, and she's also a hormone expert. We have uh, Dr. Jenna Hua, who founded a company called Million Markers, the first at home, it's an at home urine test that tests your chemical exposure. So you really have some of these thought leaders in this area who've aligned and who support us. And so not only do we have people who are personally in line with our mission, we have the medical, the backing and the scientific backing that's it's been really, really fun, really interesting for us. Right. You know, there, there, are, there are studies that show these substances, this one in particular was a pest, uh, pest control, or a, a pesticide, excuse me, you know, with, with exposure amounts, male frogs were turning into female and vice versa. So, you know, if it's happening on smaller organisms, of course it can affect them quicker because of the concentration level, but it has also happens on larger organisms. You know, one of our doctor, uh, Brian Kaplan, you know, he, he's not a dermatologist. Sarah presented to, to him and just said, this is what we're working on and kind of shared, talked about hormone disruption. And his comment was interesting. He, he aligned with this right away, right after this. He said, you know, we've been studying um, male reproduction. And what we've seen is that sperm count is lowest it's been in history. And what we've noticed is uh, there's a correlation between a mother's exposure to hormone disrupting chemicals in, your, in utero, right? While, while the baby, you know, while they're pregnant with their sons, if they're if they're disrupted, the expression can, can transfer onto the genes. So this science is just starting to kind of get there, and I think it's important for us, you know, to emphasize that, you know, what we're trying to do is foster a conversation and bring awareness. We still live our lives. I mean, Sarah's wears makeup. We're not, we, you, you have to live. We're kind of seeing this with COVID. You, you know, things, things can be scary, but life must go on. And we have to figure out how do we address this in a way that's healthy? How do we address this in a way that's approachable? You know, that's one of the reasons why we started with three products. We came out with 30 products and said, if you don't change all this stuff, you're going to say, it's crazy. We can't, we can't change all that stuff. We're, we're slowly going through our house and trying to kind of be thoughtful about how we can do this. Um, but that's something that, you know, this is a hopeful message, not a scary one. That, that is our, that's our goal. I think that's smart. And you're right. You, especially as entrepreneurs, you want to bite off more than you can chew. You want to show your, your success. How has COVID-19 impacted what you've done by, from a selling, marketing? I mean, you certainly weren't frightened by it. I remember when I spoke to you about the investment, I just come out of, you know, the period of uh, racial unrest. There was a lot of uncertainty in my, my own mind. It still is. Uh, but but that takes a lot of space out of your head. And of course, how to cope with COVID-19. Somehow you've come through it. What do you think has changed as a result of, of the pandemic that we're experiencing? I would say it tested our, our drive. If we were not fully committed to what we were doing and really what we're building, it would have been so much easier to not launch a business with our husband my husband, <laughs> as a couple during this, but you can answer. We've had a lot of... Well, it's interesting. So in, in February, we had kind of lined up a partner who was going to help fund the business. And Sarah and I put, put our own capital in to get the business started. We, we're not independently wealthy. We, you know, we, we worked hard. And, and what we were committed, if we're going to do this, if we're going to take any outside dollars, we had to be the first dollars. So we did that. And then in February and March, when COVID started to, to kind of formalize as a serious issue, 
we had, you know, we had this kind of go and no go moment. And I remember it being very, very heavy for us because we were, we were, we were extended an offer for our first employee. You know, we, we were looking at this, the, the, the uh, funding that we had lined up, uh, they, they just said, we're just not investing right now, which is completely understandable. There's nothing personal. The whole world did, you know, went right. to that space. So we've contributed some more capital and we just said, you know what, this, this, we believe in what we're doing. You know, fortunately, our mission is around helping people build, build their skin health and skin immunity. When your skin's healthy, it helps protect against environmental problems anyway. So we, we felt like, well, it, at least we're headed the right direction. We're, we, we're not, you know, we don't have uh, the headwinds that some other product lines have. But even our business model, I remember, so our Ben's birthday is March 23rd. And my dad called that morning, he's a dentist. And he called us that morning and said he had to lay off his whole office because he couldn't work. And I remember crying most of the day because it was my dad's, you know, he's had his employees for 40 years. And yeah. I just thought how great can, that we can create a company that can help empower people who need additional mm -hmm. That people, when we do this, they can you know, help us share a message, but this is something that can help other people as well. Along with just our, you know, our products and our, our desire to share this hormone safe message and our drive, but that this is something that can benefit other people in a, in a meaningful way. The model you had in mind, not direct to consumer, was already in place. It was right. obviously that's a reason in value and importance, which is great. Also, you have access to people that uh, via a video that you might not have had access to, right? Uh, from a you know fly to New York and then do a presentation, uh, uh, which might have been the normal way to get uh, funding from some organizations. So it's funny how COVID is a facilitator in some ways, as well as a uh, a hindrance. Now, having been through all of this, uh, what advice do you give to other entrepreneurs? What, what uh, would you recommend they consider in order to be successful? Well, I, I can tell you, you plan the best you can, and and then reality sets in. Right? You know, we had a plan in early part of this year that did not include a pandemic. That <laughs> did not include massive disruptions to supply chain. Did not include you know, dramatic uncertainty about the fundraising environment. Um, and we just had to adapt. We couldn't control all of it. We couldn't do everything that we wanted. You know, we, we ran out of product in our August period because one of our shipments, you know, it was our, it was our body bar. It was our, it's, it, I mean, it's a cleansing bar. It's, but you can imagine the, the stress and strain on soap facility right now. Right. So, right. right. So the entire country wants soap and we're right. the small, our first order is coming through and we're slotted behind like a 10 million unit run for Costco or something. Yeah. And so, I mean, that took, that took two and a half months longer than it should. And we're using all natural formulators in America. And so there was just that high demand. Right. So it was, I mean, couldn't get bottles. It was, but we look back now and we're like, well, I guess we have accomplished something. We've got some market, <laughs> and we've got products and people are loving them. You know, it's, it's, I think to, to your, you know, your question about advice, I think you have to be committed to what you're doing. And I feel like if you don't have a personal connection to it in some meaningful way, when things get tough, I mean, we had a deep personal connection and things got tough. It was still, it was still, you know, maybe we should just go get jobs. <laughs> yeah. I understand. But, yeah. but we committed to do it and it was committed and then be willing to be flexible yeah. Sarah, what about from your perspective? What would you, what advice would you give? And maybe even related to, you know, how to keep everything going, the children, the marriage, the business. You know, our whole 
the whole business, Human Grace, was rooted out of a lot of conflict and a lot of hard times. And it was believing in ourselves and believing that really we and what we're doing and being committed. Um, you know, having a our daughter's now one, our son's now three, but COVID hit, they were younger than that, and being up all night either from stress or with little ones, and then trying to keep a you know upbeat, happy you know, outlook while the whole world's falling apart and you have, you know, you invested all our money in, into this. And so really believing in yourself, surrounding yourself with great people and working as hard as you can. <laughs> and, you know, it's been a, yeah. it's been a trial, but just, it, it really comes down to focusing on your strengths, knowing what you can accomplish, and then also celebrating the, your, your success. I think you're right. This, the little minutes of the moments of success also have to be celebrated and acknowledged. Well, you two have done a great job. So it's youandgrace.com where people can go to buy yeah, the product. Yeah. H U G H and grace.com. Yes. No. So we, we joke. So the name, you, the, the name Hugh and Grace, well, it sounds like a 90 year old couple. They're very, you know, they're older names. So the name Hugh means heart, mind, and spirit. And the name Grace means goodness, generosity, and love. And we named the, our, our kids that was, you know, very thoughtful. And we, those are the values of our business. So yes, hueandgrace.com. We would love for anybody to, to come check out our products, but also we have a blog. We, we would love to come as advocates as well. Thank you so much. So Sarah and Ben Jensen have told us about how they created you and Grace out of a life experience. Thank you for listening to The Deciders. As you know, Fraser Communications that sponsors this is a full-service advertising and communications firm. You can contact us at FraserCommunications.com. And all of our radio shows are available as podcasts at that website. And please stay safe and practice face cover wearing as well as social distancing and good hygiene as you persevere ahead in this week. Again, have a good week ahead. Thank you for listening to The Deciders with Renee Frazier. This is a message from Dr. Barbara Ferrer of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. When you're with others who are not from your household, wear a cloth face covering. Always make sure your hands are clean before and after you touch your face covering. And wear a clean cloth face covering every day. Learn more at publichealth.lacounty.gov. To learn more about how you can protect yourself from COVID-19, go to publichealth.lacounty.gov. Brought to you by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health.